Hi, welcome to the Dr. Mallory Sexual Fetish Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. I am pleased to have you here. The following you will hear are clips and audio from my YouTube channel, where I answer sexual fetish questions from all across the world. If you would like to contact me and be one of my special sex therapy clients, please join my OnlyFans. You can find the link on my website, drmallory90210.com. Enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to the Dr. Mallory Sexual Fetish Podcast. I am Dr. Mallory. Uh, We have some more questions to get to today. If you are watching on my OnlyFans, thank you for subscribing because I do like being here with you. I did curl my hair for this one and uh, I unbuttoned a couple buttons on my blouse, which is is fun. It's fun to play with sexuality. Don't you agree? All right, let's get started with these questions. Dr. Mallory, I'm a 26-year-old male. My sexual fetish is feet. I did not fully realize this was a fetish until recently because I tend to be pretty normal in my sexual interests. But the girls that I talk to on the phone sex lines and on the camera sites have indulged me by showing me their feet and other things. I find that every time I'm able to see a foot or talk about a foot in any way that I explode. Now I'm in a serious relationship and I don't know how I can continue getting off in this way and telling my girlfriend about how much I enjoy feet. She doesn't seem that into it. Any help you can help give me with this would be appreciated. Thank you. Feet. Let's talk about feet, shall we? Feet, although no, not overtly sexual, are very intriguing when it comes to a fetish because feet are definitely body parts and feet are definitely things that we can find erotic and stimulating. Myself, I love when somebody gives me a foot massage. It doesn't take much for me to put my naked foot on top of you or my socked foot on top of you and you to go down to rub me. Once somebody starts rubbing my foot, I'm usually pretty interested in other things. Now what this writer is asking is how can he approach this fetish with his girlfriend? Well, the word of advice I can give you is that the difference between talking about a fetish with a phone sex operator or a camera girl and between them and your actual girlfriend or people you might meet on the street is that when you talk to a sex worker, they know exactly what you're getting at. They can hone in on it. Girlfriends, people on the street, they're not going to hone in on your sexual needs in that way. And they shouldn't. That's not their job. So if you are in a relationship, a consensual relationship, what you need to do is be open and honest about why you enjoy this fetish. Fetishes, to explain them, are sensory overload. Anything sexual and sensual is based on our five senses. We have five of them. We have taste, touch, sight, sound, and smell. So for this particular writer, All of those senses combined with his head when it comes to feet. So that gives him those explosive orgasms. So what he needs to do is you need to communicate this to your girlfriend. Now, what I would suggest is a slow approach, just like with anything. I don't know how long you've been with this girlfriend, but if you guys have been together a certain amount of time, there's no harm in offering to look at her feet, to talk about her feet, to compliment her feet, to tell her how much you enjoy it. 
you need to convey the fact that you like being submissive. People that like feet really like being submissive. They want to curl up around you like a cat or a dog and enjoy every part of you. So I would suggest exploring that with your girlfriend and getting her to open up. And the more and more you kind of uh, ease into it and be friendly and open and complimentary, the more she'd be be willing to indulge you. I've had clients who have had interests like feet and who have gotten their partners to do things like use their feet on their genitals or even use their feet on their face because that's something that can be very erotic as well. So I wish you luck on this and please let me know if there's any other ways I can help. Next question. Dr. Mallory, my partner and I need advice and help on how to incorporate my Audi belly button into sex. We've had some exploration with it, and I think she may have a fetish because she really seems to like my Audi belly button. I also want to know how to move forward and how I can please her any belly button. This is a really interesting fetish because... Like I said, any body part can be erotic. Your belly button, the cool thing about your belly button, for most people, you don't have this, is that it's internal, is that it has a little divot and a hole um, so that you can, you know, place fingers and objects and all sorts of things. Um, What I would say is that you need to just explore things because when it comes to body parts, there are lots of nerve endings and various things that we can use to stimulate. I do know that many women discuss when they have deep internal G-spot orgasms, they like stimulation around the belly button. There is a whole vast area that you should explore. I mean, I can't really show this particular desktop computer. I can't show, but okay. Let's say like my nose, that's like the belly button, this area all around that if you use your hand to explore on a woman, you can stimulate nerve endings and stimulate greater orgasms that way. So I, you know, women, when you go down there and play around, be with your mouth or your fingers or anything, the most important thing is to be slow and soft and talk. And you will find that if you talk and touch those areas, maybe even just your belly button, you'll get those little tingles going and she may get close to exploding. So that's my suggestion. I think you should play slowly. You did send me lots of emails asking if you can incorporate things like food and ice, yada, yada. That may take a whole podcast to go into. And I may just have to have a podcast about how to incorporate fetishes into everyday sex. Maybe we'll do that one day. But for right now, I think you need to know that if she likes playing with your Audi belly button, that is a very phallic thing to play with. So there's nothing wrong with it. She can use her mouth. She can use tools. Anything goes as long as it doesn't hurt. And as far as her, just try to stimulate the internal G-spot. Try to find it. Mine is high into the left, but everybody's different. So hers may be lower. So the nerve endings on the belly button can always stimulate the genitals. So that's the cool thing about belly button play. So keep me posted on what happens. And I'm excited to hear. Next question. This particular writer has showed me his YouTube channel, and it is all relating to his fetish, which is Pretty Girls in Quicksand. And 
I completely understand why that can be very erotic. I think it is related from what we were discussing when he called me to the movies from the 60s and 70s, where a lot of times the women would fall into quicksand, be trapped, get rescued, sometimes not rescued. And this became kind of a fetish. Um, he wants to know why women in quicksand are so erotic to him and his friends. The thing I can say about women in quicksand as a sexual fetish, I don't think it's as depraved as some people think because it's not really about drowning and dying in quicksand, although that can be a fetish as well. Suffocation is definitely a fetish, but we're not talking about that right now. When it comes to the women in quicksand, that definitely goes along the categories of something I define as muted sexuality. And muted sexuality is something where people get aroused by something that is not exposed. So, There are a lot of people that prefer having sex in the dark. They prefer having sex under a blanket. There are people that are furries that like to have sex while they wear costumes. And I would think that this quicksand fetish is somewhat related. Now, it may be related to the person observing more so than the person in the quicksand because they are the one that have the control. So it may be sort of that sense of enjoying a sexy, pretty woman while she's covered up and not exposed to the world. Because in your head, you have that visual of what she looked like before she went in the quicksand. And you know what she's like under there. And the fact that she's struggling and looking pretty kind of turns you on because she's a little helpless. So there is a little bit of desire to have a woman be helpless. But that's a whole new ball of wax. But muted sexuality is something I would definitely like to explore more and sexual talks. So if you have any questions or concerns or any comments on the things I talked about, which I talked about feet, I talked about belly buttons, and I talked about muted sexuality and women in quicksand, please drop me a line. My email is malloriekapinska at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. I look forward to doing more podcasts. I have an interesting one on the way about the Canadian teacher who likes to wear prosthetic size Z breasts to school. And uh, this one is going to definitely cause some controversy. So please tune in. Happy sex. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Dr. Mallory Sexual Fetish Podcast, where I answer several questions. Just as a bonus, so that we can start uploading longer episodes, I'm going to include a clip of an interview I did on one of my recent podcasts. In every podcast, I either answer questions related to sexual fetishes, or I have a guest who I interview related to something related to sex. So it's a pretty easy formula we have here. I hope you enjoy Dr. Mallory's Sexual Fetish Podcast. Thank you for coming on my podcast, Tiny. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I All I can see is the name Tiny. So, yes. yeah. And I do feel, you know, I'm a little nervous, but, you know, the last person that I saw that you had on the podcast was a BBC. So then, yeah. of course, you know, you follow up with, you know, my nickname being Tiny. I'm a little intimidated to start. So it's like, that's great. <laughs> do you feel like, honestly, do you feel like less of a man following him? I feel like society makes it very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can, you know, I'm at the age, uh, middle age, and like I've seen things change with women and not, not that I'm complaining, but I think like women right now have 
a tremendous amount of freedom sexually. I know they talked about it in the 60s and the 70s and all of this, but, you know, I think if you talk to um, some of the younger women and stuff that I know in their early 20s, they're very uh, confident. They know what they want. Um, they're, you know, um, sexually, they're um, very comfortable in having multiple partners. And, and I think a lot of um, men have accepted that. I think what's difficult is um, I don't think I feel less of a man, but I think, um, you know, you, you kind of, your shortcomings are out there as a man, you know, and, yeah. you know, well, it's like, our- <laughs> you know, like when you, your last, I forget what the BBC, what, how big his, what he was packing, but it's like, well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, it might not have been anything like huge. I think he's, I don't know what he said he was, but. he was. I think he said eight and a half. Yeah. So. And I don't think that's like a crazy, you know, dynamic. I feel, I feel pretty comfortable, you know, I'm, you know, not that size, but I think a lot of guys, um, you know, it's, it's different than it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, you okay. know, and I think women, well, I think they, they know what they want. I think women, see a lot of porn they're they're on instagram they see you know the size differences and whatever and i think it forces men i think men either become uh they lose their confidence they feel less of a man or they're willing to find other ways to make their partner happy yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're right do you want to reveal what your size is of your penis now or do you want to wait (laughs) i'd rather never do it but let's just put it (laughs) I, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not like a micro penis or anything like that, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be mistaken for a BBC either. So we'll, we can put it at that. Maybe in future interviews, I'll fess up, but, you know, okay. and it's, it's, it's not like I feel less of a man. I think, I think the porn industry is really like put different definitions on things that is unrealistic. Like, I don't think every black man has a 10 or 12 inch cock. Um, I don't think every, you know, white guy or Asian guy is small. Um, you know, research I've done is like, you know, there's not a huge difference on average, but, um, you know, maybe an inch or two inches or whatever. But, um, I do think that women now, you know, because there's the internet and there's so many things they they see what's available. And, you know, as a guy, you know, (laughs) when, when you're with somebody and, you, you know, you show what you have, it's like, that's, you know, if I was, if I was packing 10 inches, it's a lot different. It's a lot easier for a guy to please a woman than it is if you're packing four or five or whatever. You yeah. Know? So yeah. Well, we'll, and, we'll get in, we'll get into that because there's so much more to please a woman than just, yeah. penis. there's a lot more to it. It's just that biological thing, you know, and I've talked about this before because, you know, with women, we always feel insecure about our breast size because yeah. I've I've talked to some women that have very flat chests right. and it makes them feel very self-conscious and people just say, well, just get a boob job. But getting surgery is a huge thing. You know, yeah. I mean, I knew a girl who had surgery and actually had complications where um, she had to get it removed. It caused a whole bunch of, know. you know, health issues, you know, nothing that, you know, the doctors could really say but after she had the surgery she just had a lot of health issues mm-hmm. and then once she had it removed she was back to normal so i don't know if it was the type of you know i, I don't know what it was but that oh. was something she had to deal with and i find that kind of interesting because i think in the society we make women like i think sometimes and i'd like to talk about it more in the relationship i'm in is that i feel women are so focused on looking good and like 
you know, being intimidated with like breast size and all of those things. And I think what's happened now is I think in the last five or 10 years, men, you know, a lot of men feel intimidated because if their penis is in a certain size, Mm -hmm. there's an extra pressure to please the woman. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think we're kind of getting that. And that took me a while to, um, to wrap my head around that and understand, you know. So, So tell me like, um, since we're talking about SPH, small penis humiliation, tell me when it first came about for you as an actual fetish. I think, um, it's kind of a longer story. When I was uh, raised, I didn't have a dad. So there was a lot of things I knew, you know, about where babies came from and sex and all of that. But there was a lot of other things I didn't understand. Um, and so I remember, like, you know, we have to, you used to have to take showers in gym class and stuff. And I remember at like a relatively young age, maybe like 12 or 13 or something, you know, guys are very, physical, uh, very like, um, we, we, it's very sense, senses, like looks is very important, you know? Um, so you take a shower and you, you, you just compare yourself to other guys. You know, I don't think you're really doing it to, you know, cause you're attracted. I, I would never say I'm attracted to a man. I don't, I don't feel that way at all, but you kind of notice and you're like, wow, there's what's up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. there was a couple African-Americans and I was just like, they were bigger limp than I ever was hard. Yeah. And that was like very, very difficult to, I guess it was confusing. And then I think for a while you kind of figured, well, you know, as I get older, you know, you go through adolescence, things will change. And then you realize that, you know, that's not so much you kind of where you're at. So that was probably, you know, the small penis uh, humiliation. I don't know if that was a turn on, but it's kind of like I accepted it. And Yeah. So you kind off. of learned that you were smaller when you were like younger, right? By seeing yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I think because not having a dad in the family, I had to, I was also pretty tall for my age. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of be like an adult and grow up. Okay. And there was a lot of pressure. And I remember like, for whatever reason, I really liked lingerie. I loved looking at women in lingerie. And I remember like, I would take, you know, my mom's panties and put them on and wear them. And when I did that, I just felt like very submissive and very like, I don't know. I didn't, I felt like, wow, all this pressure of trying to be somebody I'm not, Yeah. you know? And, and, and then the thing is, is like, we were talking about like definitions. It's like, I think, you know, what's difficult is we define, like, if I say a submissive male, a lot of people think like a weak male, you know, or someone that, you know, um, has a dominant girlfriend or is in that type of relationship. And I, I don't use, like, I don't consider myself a submissive male. Like I know my shortcomings and having, you know, the smaller end of the spectrum, you know, when it comes to penis size makes it easier because mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, well, of course, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I need to be a little bit more submissive with women, but I look at more as being what I would call the pleaser. And I think when we had talked before, mm-hmm. you know, in the relationships I'm at, or that I'm in or have been in, I'm very much, I want to please the woman I'm with. So, um, it wasn't until the last four or five years that I kind of just understood that it's, you know, look, I have a small penis. It is what it is, but there's other things I can do that can please her. Like I can't, you know, I was very competitive when I was a teenager and my younger years playing different sports and, you know, I didn't have to jump the highest and still you know, or be the strongest and still be good. So I kind of looked at that with like the relationships. I might not have the biggest penis, but I can still please a woman. And there's certain types of women that they're size queens and they just want somebody bigger. It makes them feel yeah. better. 
I get it. And that's not, I, I will never be able to, to do that, but it's no different than if a woman had smaller breasts and, you know, a guy just likes big, big breasts. You're never, that, that person is yeah. never going to, you know, exactly. to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, what turns us on initially is that, you know, that physical thing. And I think that's really related to your, your fetish as well, because you have a, a tinier penis and you get aroused with SPH and that's just the initial thing, but really what comes out, you know, sex is very intimate and it's very tied to our identity. And really the mm-hmm. best orgasms happen when we feel good about ourselves, well, not when we feel like crap. Yeah. So tell yeah, me. And I found like, so like masturbating uh, small penis humiliation was, would really get me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, I, it's not like talking to somebody being mean, but just kind of like, you know, you would never be able to satisfy me and things like that. And it's like, what do you say? Well, yeah, I can't, I can't own my penis. You know, I can't. And that would turn me on. And in that, in a relationship, um, I just felt like it was important for me to be honest and just accept that. So how I came to that conclusion, there was a, a person that I would call on um, like a, uh, phone sex number ended up, she ended up living near very close to where I live. So we ended up meeting, we, we developed a friendship and whatever. And she would actually do porn. And some of the porn she was with was like these guys that were like, you know, very well endowed. And, you know, she had a boyfriend and I was just kind of like, I don't understand, like, how, how can he deal with that? And she was like really the first person that was like, well, you know, when I'm with, obviously it makes me feel good with somebody larger. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it, but, she would get a better orgasm and the the sex met something more when she was with her boyfriend. Yeah. And I, I was like, you know, for guys, we're very simple. So it's like, well, how's that possible? <laughs> you know, how can that be even better? And then, you know, she was like, well, you know, first of all, it's emotional and, you know, it's this commitment, it's this understanding, you know, and so she would, she would have stronger orgasms when she was with her uh, boyfriend and I was not much smaller than he was. So that kind of gave me some type of confidence. Oh, wow. And then she um, introduced me to somebody that had an OnlyFans page, but she really liked guys to please her orally. Mm -hmm. So um, through that, through that time, and again, I'm not really good with time, but um, some one of my friends encouraged me to read this book. And when I say friend, someone I would talk on the phone with phone sex. And uh-huh. one of the operators is like, hey, there's a there's a book and it, it was called She Comes First. And she's stop, like, for, stop for a second. I just want to make a note. See, um, some people don't realize that when guys call phone sex lines, they're actually looking for somebody that they could talk to as a friend about yeah. these. And not everybody that calls a phone sex line should be looked down upon. And not everybody who works at a phone sex line should be looked down upon either. No, absolutely not. No, yeah. it's it's a very it's a very intellectual. Well, my friendship with the girl in porn, and she uh, she did porn. She was like, you know, on like uh, was it Pornhub? She's got like the blue check mark. She's verified the whole nine yards, and uh-huh. she's out of it now. You know, she did it as a means to an end to make some money and all that, all of that. So, you know, not a problem. But once once I got to meet her, and then I met some other people in her circle, like friends of friends and friends, and. You know, it wasn't like I was necessarily um, going after these women, but I kind of, because I was more of a pleaser and more like, was like very respectful to them, they opened up a whole new world to me. And like, like this one girl, like I said, she enjoyed like the the oral sex and she actually helped me, you know, basically she's like, 
yeah, if you, you know, okay, you, you only do so much with what God gave you, right? But if you can please a woman orally, a lot of times that doesn't matter because they will still reach an orgasm and, you know, and I was, I, I ended up like the first time it was hilarious. It's like, you know, she was, it was very like, I, I just sucked at it. I thought it'd be like, really, you know, well, how hard can it be or whatever? And I thought it was okay. And, you know, she's like, no, we, we got to, you know, teach you. She's make sure you re read over. We kind of shared the book and talked about it. And the book was interesting because that really talked about putting the woman's needs first. And like a lot of guys, whether they're, you know, I don't think penis size has anything to do with it, but a lot of guys, they feel like pleasing a woman, for example, orally or taking care of her is only just the means to an end to them to have sex with. Right. Absolutely. So amen. Amen, brother. Yeah. Right. So then what, what happened was, you know, she kind of drilled it in my head to just focus on you have this woman that you enjoy, that you're with, and you want to bring her this tremendous pleasure. And a lot of guys are not good at that. And if and if you really, you know, say that you're a pleaser and that you care about the person that you're involved with, if you just concentrate on her needs, everything will work out. And that's exactly what the book said. So okay. it really kind of changed. It was like a mental change for me. Repeat the name of the book again, because you sent me. It was, yeah, it was called She Comes First. Okay. And it's by yeah, a, it's a psychologist, right? Yeah, I believe so. Um, okay. I don't remember. I've read it a couple of times and I, I don't read everything straight through, but I read like certain points and, and the, just, just to sum it up is just like, look, just focus on her orgasm, focus on pleasing her, mm -hmm. you know, and, and don't be like, um, a lot of times women are really worried about making the man happy, making him orgasm and all of this, whatever. Um, in the books, basically like, well, if you please her, it's something that she's probably not necessarily used to. Mm -hmm. And if your whole focus is to please her orally without even penetrating or having sex, that's like mind blowing for a lot of women because it's like, well, you're happy just getting me off. Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally happy. And um, it just kind of changed, changed the game for me because then all of a sudden I felt like um, not necessarily on equal playing field because there are women. It's like, hey, look, a, a big cock is just there's nothing to that, I mean, nothing like that. I get it. But I can at least know I can please somebody. If I'm emotionally invested in somebody, I'm going to be able to to please them. And it, it I was always a very confident person, but it just gave me a tremendous amount of confidence. Absolutely. Um, and she taught me some different techniques. And, and one of the things that was, you know, as couples, I don't think people talk and they don't talk about what they enjoy. Mm -hmm. So I remember like um, with the person I'm with now, like the first time, you know, I was like, look, um, I want to please you, you know, so don't be afraid to tell me, you know, left, right, how, you know, just take, you know, I, I just want you to enjoy this. So, and she was kind of looking at me like, what? And I was like, no, this is, I want to, I want to give you pleasure. It's all about me giving you pleasure, you know? And, um, she really enjoyed it, you yeah. know? And it's just, it was just like amazing because, you know, I, I'm not saying that she never orgasm. I'm not going to say anything like that, but, you know, I know like she, she, she would. And every time we're together, she does. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of guys that I don't think can say that, you know, they, yeah. you know, they, and then can you, you know, imagine being in a relationship with your woman's frustrated. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not really good. And all it was, was, you know, just me like, listen, just, you know, I'm not going to take offense, you know, however long it takes, if it's 15 minutes, if it's 45 minutes, if it's an hour, it's like, you know, because I had practiced with this 
this one woman where like she was like you got to work on your breathing techniques you got to you know and she taught me a couple of things that she liked and mm-hmm. you know i would do certain things and but the the biggest thing was just it's not about my pleasure it's about me pleasing the woman i'm with yeah and so that's why like yeah and that's why like when we define like submissiveness like to me you know a lot of people would say that's being submissive because you are submitting to your your partner but i think that's pleasing it's more like i want to be a pleaser you know submissive to me is like you know um she's a dom and you know i'm just there you you know i don't know i feel like a weakness for a man it's like it's like the relationship i'm in now it's like it is you know she is definitely a very beautiful woman very intelligent you know really has all her stuff together yeah um and a lot of guys would be intimidated by that but mm-hmm. you know i'm not it, i just feel very comfortable and um she's really comfortable with things and you know i think it's a, it, and i was very open with everything you know it's yeah. like and we we've done other things like you know um i the some of the submissiveness i like to wear panties that's a big turn on um, she'll pick out certain things, you know, we don't do it all the time, you know, but that's something that she enjoys, yeah. you know, and, and she likes that. There's other things like, you know, fingers crossed in a couple months, I'll be a, a true cuckold. You know, we, we talked about that, you know, and, yeah. but those are all things like when we discuss it, it's like, it's not just my fantasy. It's not something I want to do. It's all things that we talk about. Cause if there's, if you're really pleasing somebody or want to be a pleaser, if she's not into certain things, you're not going to do those things. So exactly. I'm very much like exactly. whatever she likes. And let me, let's talk about, let's talk about panties for a minute because this yeah. one comes up all the time. And I agree with you on your, um, what you're talking about being submissive. Um, just because a man likes to please a woman or a man is comfortable with a woman being, you know, a little, uh, dominant or, uh, you know, um, like the man in some ways, you know, like stereotypical, like when she's a little tougher, you know, um, it doesn't mean that uh, if you're submissive as a man that you're necessarily feminine. That's not right. necessarily the case. And the panty yeah. wearing, that's a whole a whole nother thing. But I find that men that like to be submissive, that enjoy when they just worship a woman, that they enjoy panties because it takes away the pressure of being yeah. a man. And there's Absolutely. beauty. There's beauty in it. It's not yeah. ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know like look, I'm I'm not like the most, you know, like it's not like she thinks it's adorable. She loves it. Yeah. Um, I do find like when I am pantied, the sex that we have or our intimacy is just like off the charts. You know, there's like a little bit of like if I surprise her and when we're together and I, you know, when we're going to be together, and I drop my pants and I have like little pink panties on or something <laughs> with or whatever. You know, there's just like this. She knows she's going to be in charge and she knows that she's going to be pleased and that it is all about her. Yeah, You know, in the material, I mean, the thing is, too, is like, I, it just feels good. You know, yeah. it's always something smooth. It, it just like it. Re, you're reminded, like, I'll be very intimate, forgetting that I'm pantied and I move a certain way and my penis moves a certain way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm making love to this woman and being with somebody and I'm pantied. And she just, you know, there's just like this. And, and that is a little bit of a submission because you're opening up um, that part of it, mm-hmm. you know. But but I also kind of think like I think you're a stronger man when you put your woman first because um it takes someone to be very confident to allow someone else to have the the honor, the praise and to be put ahead. You know, so like with my girlfriend, um she has a very successful career. 
Um, you know, she's done a lot of things that, you know, I've, I've never been a part of that world, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm kind of learning with that, Okay. but it's like, it's very like, it's, it's nice to be able to take a few steps back and to let the attention be on her. Uh-huh. You know, Absolutely. like when, when we talk about work and we talk, it's, it's nice to be supportive. It's nice to be, you know, in, in all of these things, it doesn't necessarily stay in the bedroom, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, if you saw us as a couple, it's like, um, I opened the door for, you know, very much a gentleman. You would never know that, you know, um, I'm a pleaser or a submissive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think sometimes like, like I said, I think definitions, I've been listening to some other podcasts about cuckolding and, you know, I think we as a society just box things in and, you know, it's like, you know, my girlfriend, there was times where I've been, you know, she's like, Hey, I want to be a submissive. Okay. So, you know, I'd give her spankings or, you know, something where it's dominant. And I can do those things because again, if you're a pleaser, yeah, you know, not just submissive, it's like, whatever makes her happy, I'm into you and know, so, honestly, honestly, Tiny, I want to I want to emphasize that because that was one thing I always liked about you when we talked is that you're a little flexible in, you know, this fetish that you're trying to please her um, because fetishes don't work long term if you can't be flexible. Absolutely. So because I think people change, you know, and what what turns somebody on at one point in their life, they might want to try something different. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I and that's where I think like communication, like what I like I would never take back having a smaller penis because it's allowed me to focus on so many other alternatives. I think sometimes guys that um, like, I've never been intimidated if somebody that was dating a guy that was just like, you know, a, you know, well endowed, whatever, because typically they ignore a lot of the other things that a woman wants. You know, if you're in a relationship, sex is a certain percentage of your time, but it's not the only thing, you know, you can, the sex could be great, but the relationship could suck. Yeah. And like a lot of times, you know, with people that, you know, I've talked to and the friendships I've had, it's, it's really, you know, just understanding the person. And I get so many, you know, there's a woman that, you know, I see she's a server at a, 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 a certain restaurant and stuff, younger woman. And we get in these really deep conversations. And I know if I was younger in a different situation, yeah. that that could, you know, that could be something, but I won't allow it just because it's, you know, it's just not, you know, I'm in a relationship and I'm completely happy. I'd never, never even think about that. But there yeah. is, I feel sorry for some of these women that they just, they don't find you know, they're so fixated on the physical part, the sex part. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of these times, these guys just don't work for their attention. You know, yeah, and, and, and for me, and I think my girlfriend would say that it's it's like, you know, I am very focused when we're together. And, you know, throughout the day, we are just having a very strong relationship. And uh-huh. you would never see like, I think for any of the people in this fetish or thinking of a submissive or you know, whatever relationship you, you can make your own, you define what it is and yeah. just talk to your partner and define it, you know, and, and it's not going to be like you're, to me, it, it doesn't appear that it's always, you, you're stuck in this one lane. There's a lot of different things you can explore. Yeah. Yeah. So there's two things I want to touch on with that. Um, the first I want to talk about is we were talking earlier and you were talking about, I forget what you said. You said something about, um, Communicating with your partner and, oh, no, talking to the waitress, you know, yeah. and 
And yeah, you're thinking, oh, you know, this could be something. And you're having that, that little, cause you know, guys love the chase. They like the chase. Well, it's, yeah, I want to say it's like, after her, not that you are. Yeah. Cause I want that to be clear. It's like, I have no intention with this person, but, but what I do see is like, if like for someone that reaches, like someone that just gets a a woman and can just talk to a woman and hit them on levels that they're not used to. Yeah. I think I personally think that guys that are just, you know, they lead with, oh, I got a, eight, a nine inch dick and I'm good at sex. It's like, that's great. But there's not every guy. But no, I think the majority of them probably don't. They're, they're not working on the emotional part. They're not working on, you know, when you're walking hand in hand on the beach, you look at the stars. You're yeah. not working on, you know, the intellectual like like with my girlfriend. It's very much like I love just talking about life and just being uh challenged intellectually and i think that's what happened with that server is we could we would actually have these really good you know conversations yeah and um well i and that's why i say i think if if, like things were like i feel confident enough that like because i'm hitting certain things that a lot of the guys in her age group and like her and her social norm there's a lot of guys that just aren't they're not there you know, they're, they're kids, they're, you know, or they're, they're like what they call simps, I guess. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I, I think a lot of girls lose, the, I'm not a simp, you know. No, and you're not. Like, you're not. You have I think there's a lot of guys that would, um, would think of being, oh, you just have to be a jellyfish with these women. No, you, you still have to be masculine. You have to be all of that. It's just, you're allowing the person you're with to grow and to feel confident and that you have your stuff together. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just, I just, I mean, I want to say that I've gotten to know you and I think that you are personifying that Um, your age group. I think that because you're a little older, um, I think that, you know, that's probably why you have this confidence. But if there is any guys that are having SPH fetishes and they're trying to figure out what it means and how to move forward, I would listen to Tiny because he really knows what he's talking about. The point I was making about you talking to that the server, it's not that you were hitting on her. It's that yeah. we all need to feel good and we all need to know that sex is more than, exactly. you know, than just physical stuff. And I, I was telling you that I was talking recently to a married man that I had an affair with. Right. And I, I think that I got the same kind of thing. I just wanted to chat with him. I might have him on a podcast. So I just wanted to chat with him. And sometimes when you just talk to people and you communicate, it's even sometimes better than sex. You know, yeah. sex isn't always about the physical. Yeah. But well, it's funny. It's like ahead. when I, well, I'm just talking like with my girlfriend, like when we meet up and stuff, I actually enjoy the time. Like, you know, a lot of times we're just holding each other and just talking about like the day because we don't see each other every day, it's, you know, once or twice a week or whatever. So those times are very important. And I really just love just holding each other and talking. Okay. And, and I, I think that's very important. And I think a lot of women, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of guys know how to be like that. Like, and it kind of goes back to like that book. It's like a lot of guys, they want to have sex and they're done. And it's like, see you later, you know? And it's like, yeah. I, I just think it's like, there's so much more to that. You know what I mean? And there's, there's a lot more to that. Yeah. And it's about vulnerability and uh, sex is not good until you're vulnerable somewhat, but I want to no. get to the, I want to get to the kinky stuff. So can we talk a little <laughs> bit about the kinky stuff? I guess, I guess. I yeah, guess, yeah, just a little bit. I mean, we're all romantic. We're all talking about all this, but I, we do want to talk a little bit about the kinky stuff because um, you get really excited in this fetish and in the actions and things. So I want to talk about some of those things. 
Now you you talked a little bit about how you had this uh, this was she your girlfriend or just somebody you were seeing the one that taught you how to give oral was that- I was just somebody I saw it was a friend of the girl that was in porn okay and like we would go out to dinner and then mm-hmm. she would be like hey like I she she was she enjoyed that and I was just kind of like her project okay <laughs> so that was it it was fun. Yeah, it was mutual. It was a good yeah. time for you guys. Yeah, it was like there was like no, it was funny because that was probably the first person that I was with intimately that there was no emotion. It was yeah. just, I am there to, for one purpose, and that is to get you off. <laughs> it was, so yeah, that was the first time you were ever just a sex object then? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I could say that. I, I don't know if I would qualify for that, but, but she was doing a lot of different stuff. You know, we live in the near the beach, so. Yeah. Sometimes we'd walk on the beach and uh, like the lifeguard stations, I'm pretty tall and like the lifeguard station, they, they don't have the ladders to go up there, but I could lift her up and she could kind of scoot to the end and I could actually take care of her orally and it'd be like one, two in the morning and, you know, a beautiful moonlight and she's just having a good time. People would walk by and (laughs) they would think we're just talking, you know, so there was some stuff that she, you know, she was kind of into like the, you know, doing things in different places. Mm-hmm. So there's some stories with that. I, I was just like, yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't. It, it's fun once in a while, but I'm not living on the edge because you're going to get burnt. So, but yeah, so like so. what I'm th- what I'm finding when I talk to people that have like this fetish and like panty wearing and like being submissive is that it's really the best way for them to feel like a, ma- a you know, a sex object, you know, because a lot of guys don't ever get that experience. Yeah. They're like, you know, a bodybuilder with a big cock, you know, yeah. so to, they get to be a sex object and it's a totally different type of sex object. And guys oh, really get off on that. Right. Well, it's embarrassing because like when she tells me I look cute, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a guy doesn't want to be told they look cute, you know, mm-hmm. or she's like, I like the way your your penis looks in the panties, you know, it yeah. looks cute. And it's just like. You know, so it is embarrassing to a sense, but it's at the same time, I'm hard as a rock. Yeah. And she, she knows that. And, you know, the thing with panties is there is no forgiveness. Like if you're excited, you're excited. Yeah. You know, and see it. Like you can't hide. I mean, she does understand too that, like, because we were talking about cuckolding and stuff and, and going to, there's like something we're going to try in July, a hotel takeover with some BBC. Mm-hmm. And every, when we talk about it, I'm always in panties. And, she knows exactly how excited I am about it because she just has to look and she sees my erection and she, she will definitely. So I feel very vulnerable. I feel very pretty at the same time, but it's like, yeah, yeah, she knows exactly how excited I am about it. Well, how would you feel if you guys went to this BBC hotel takeover? Oh, I'm excited. We're definitely doing it. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) I know you're going and I know you're excited. We've talked about it and I can't wait. I want you to tell me how the experience goes. Um, If I can help out in any way, let me know. Um, you know, maybe you could give this interview to a BBC who might be interested. But um, my question was, um, how would you feel if somebody at the convention that you're going to said you were cute? Would that add to the experience? Somebody as in who? Like either the bull or absolutely, maybe yeah, it would like totally make me feel, yeah, absolutely. So that's that is humiliation, right? Don't you define that as humiliation? Like technically. It's humiliation that I, and it's a competition that I have lost. It's like, and that's the excitement. It's like when he calls me out on that, my perception would be like, you know, the guys that are going to be there are all going to be very well endowed. Like Mm -hmm. I would say like the, the person you interviewed at eight inches is probably going to be on the small side. I think they're all going to be, they know what they're there for. Mm -hmm. This has been going on for several years. It'll be our first event. Mm -hmm. So my girlfriend definitely wants me to be pantied. 
Um, there are parts of the, the spot where you can be nude, um, at the pool. She wants me to, she thinks it'd be very cute for, you know, her to be, you know, sunning and for me to, you know, kind of let the, the bulls know what she's been dealing with, you know, with my little guy. So yeah. And that's very, it's very humbling and it's very exciting at the same time. Yeah. No, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is the part where I'm getting excited. Can I touch myself a little bit? Because this is this is the part that really makes turns me Yeah, out. you can. You can. Mm-hmm. I okay. don't. You got permission, right? So that's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exciting. And I'm glad that you're excited about it. I, I can't wait to hear about your experiences and, yeah. you know, how it goes. And the best and part. I just think, go ahead. Well, I just think like black men, like I've accepted that as a general statement not everybody but i just feel like you know sexually they're very much more you know potent than than i am so i'm very like excited about that and to like if if one of them was able to you know there's like a a compliment like so i look cute which is great but at the same time it's just like oh what a humiliation you know i've got my little penis in these panties and you know, he's probably going to be banging my girlfriend or wants to. And he just called me cute in hearing my, my girlfriend's heard that. Yeah. yeah. But as he's banging her, you're going to be in your panties and yeah, there's no escaping that, but hopefully you'll get to hear or maybe see. I mean, I'll be there. Yeah. She wants me to be there and, you know, and I think that's also part of the excitement that, you know, we're going to, we'll, we will be picking out like perspective guys mm-hmm. you know and that's exciting you know i'm really excited about that i think it's really exciting as women we don't get to do that enough you know men get to do that they get to pick out the women a lot of times and use them as objects but women don't it sounds kind of fun to go to a hotel and say i want that big black cock <laughs> yeah well and, and from what i understand like I've, I've done some research on it there's a couple other you know there's a podcast that i listened to with cuckolding and she kind of talked about it and i did some research on it like What's interesting is the guys that are invited, they know what they're there for and they have to be vetted. So like, you know, cuckolding in porn is not necessarily like a real, real cuckolding, you know, um, like, for example, I, I'm not looking to be like ultra humiliated and oh, you got a little dick. You can't satisfy her, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm not looking for that. I mean, it's humiliated enough when like if I'm in panties or if I drop my, she also wants to do like a cock comparison and all of those things. So it'll be yeah, humiliating enough. Yeah, when she wants to have one hand holding yours, one hand yeah. holding. Yeah. So that'll be humiliating enough. You know, it doesn't need to be past that, but we're looking for hopefully finding somebody that if she likes this to kind of have like a regular once every couple months, you know, yeah. where, you know, and yeah. if she doesn't, then that won't happen. You yeah. know, that's going to be on her, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's very humiliating. And then, you know, I'm kind of excited to, you know, to see a black cock and to see, you know, her really enjoy it. Yeah, you're going to take care of her and make sure she looks comfortable and pretty and beautiful for the BBC, right? Yeah, we will be uh, going a day early, probably go to a little day spa, making Mm -hmm. sure she's trim in all the right places um picking out they they have they haven't put like exactly what the events are but like on certain days there's certain dress 
like they want people to dress different things. I mean, the hotel's already booked. We're going to have to stay at an overflow and get day passes. So that's how popular this is. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, so, um, you know, she kind of was debating if I should be in chastity or not. And I was like, I kind of want to be out. And <laughs> she's like, yeah. You sure? So, yeah. That's one, that's one thing that, you know, we didn't talk about maybe if you come on again or something, but chastity is such a big turn on. It's similar to the small penis humiliation, but it's very important for your self-esteem to know that it's okay to come because sometimes yeah. too much control over orgasm is bad. So yeah, well, I, you know, my girlfriend, like I asked for permission now, we've been seeing each other for 15 months. So one of the things that she totally enjoys is you know, I would probably masturbate four or five times a week, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, a lot. And now I'm down to maybe once a week. And she loves the fact that, like, I ask her. And I'm actually the one that, like, she would, she likes it. She says, you can ask as much as you want. doesn't mean I'm going to say yes every time. But <laughs> she likes to see that I'm, like, really yeah. excited and asking. Because that's a huge power trip to go to your girlfriend's, like, hey, can I play with myself? You know, that's a big, big thing. She totally. really yeah, totally. And it's like, like, like we said, it's not for everybody, all this stuff, but I am so curious to hear about how this goes. And I really want to hear, you know, how you guys, what your experience is like and uh, what happens. You got to update me pretty soon when it happens. Yeah, okay? well, it's going to be in July. So that Ways will be. Away, but you'll be thinking about it until. <laughs> I think about it all the time, all the time. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Well, this was fun. Um, is there any other thing, words of advice do you want to leave with anybody before we go? I just think it's really important to find your niche and to find to be confident. There's there's more than one way to please your woman, you know, and a lot of it is just communication. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with somebody saying, Hey, this isn't for me. Because, you know, being in a relationship where you you can't express yourself or at least, and I'm not saying like everything has to be your way, you know, but to be able to express some things be able to communicate and to be able to enjoy each other's company. Like for example, my girlfriend, if she didn't want to do the cuckolding, we would not do it. Yeah. You know, this is something that, you know, she, she, um, she has done before, not with the BBC. So I'm really excited about that, but yeah, I, I just think it's like, just, just be confident, you know, she find, find that before. niche and what's that? She has done this before. She's, she hasn't done this with like a hotel takeover, but she did have experience with somebody in her past where she cuckolded him. Oh, okay. And yeah. Um, but she's never been with an African American and she's okay. never, you know, we're, we're going to find someone larger than what she's used to that mm-hmm. she's ever had and African American. Mm-hmm. You know? well, and good. we've talked about the possibility that this, my little guy does not enter her after this. She might go BBC only. And that's yeah. something that you have to, appreciate and <laughs> that's a possibility it is a possibility and i know it's a turn on for you but honestly I, like my human side says that's i don't like it <laughs> no i know and i, I think it's more of a tease because she's like that's not going to happen but you yeah. know there is you know when you read about that it's like yeah. sometimes that that does happen and yeah. you know so but yeah but as far as like the the guys on here it's like you know as long as you're not you know I guess like the small penis humiliation doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have a really good relationship with somebody. I agree. You know, and, I agree. and I think, I think to the contrary that you actually have an advantage because you can hit on things that a lot of other guys are not going to hit on yes. you know, with the right person. 
Yes. And um, one word, of, one word of advice. I get a lot of people ask me about chastity and things like that. Giving a woman complete control. It, it, that's fine. And it's good. And it's amazing because, you know, being really into your partner is, is great, but just make sure that you also do self checks to know that you're getting everything you need. I have a chastity client who recently, um, accidentally left his key because he held on to it just in case he needed it. He left his key, I think at his grandmother's house. I'm not <laughs> sure. Oh, no. And he can't get to it. And he's been miserable. I think it's been, it's been like a month. He's trying to get it. I don't, maybe well, it's. First, you have two keys, one that she holds and the one that you have. Well, and it's what, a mistress, not a girlfriend. So okay. Well, the, the thing that we do or that we will do when this becomes a little bit more of a reality, um, there will always be like um, an emergency key and it will be in an envelope. Mm-hmm. And the whole thought is, is like, we'll put it in the envelope, she'll seal it and then put a signature over where it's sealed. And then like, if it's an emergency, if whatever i need yeah. to get out yeah um and it's not going to be like like i don't think more than a couple of days like i i would not want to be in there for too much longer than a few you know three or four days yeah you know that's, that's just nice. me i agree with that that's that's a good time mm-hmm. you know but yeah so we, we will have that or whatever so that's good that's but yeah good. yeah I just, so this I just a lot of fun if you if you want to talk again or whatever you know i mean we can get in more in depth and, you know, I, I know we kind of hit like all over the place, but that's kind of my story. And I think we did great. And you're a very excitable guy. And I wanted you to talk and, and be excited and be the confident person that you are. I wanted you- <laughs> the, the yeah. BB, it's so embarrassing. Like, like that on own, I could talk for an hour about just, you know, like I, the, just how I feel compared to an African-American, yeah. you know, a BBC. And like, maybe after I'm cut, I can, talk to you exactly how because uh, i'm just looking forward to a lot of you know oh my god yeah <laughs> when you said being cute in the panties i'm like oh yeah that's right you will if yeah that would be very all right sweetie pie well it was fun to talk to you and thank you for sharing your story and maybe we'll talk again all right sounds good thank you right. thanks tiny we'll see you later. Bye. Yeah, bye i hope you enjoyed listening to the dr mallory sexual fetish podcast Please visit my website, DrMallory90210, for all of my information. The best way to contact me is OnlyFans.com. Happy sex!